Super Talk Mississippi media production. Hi, this is Dr. Andy Barlow with the Chiropractic Physician Center of Tupelo and author of the number one bestseller, The Code Breaker. Are you sick and tired of the medical merry-go-round? Are you looking for a potential solution to your health problem? Be sure and listen to our podcast, The Code Breaker. Welcome in, everybody. Glad to see you on this Wednesday. Welcome into the Rebel Report. We have news, staff news, and not particularly good staff news for Ole Miss. It's being reported multiple places that DJ Durkin will be the next defensive coordinator at Texas A&M. As of this recording, it is not officially official or anything like that, but multiple outlets reporting that he is gone and off to Texas A&M to be the defensive coordinator there. I have seen over the last few days some reaction, some reaction from Ole Miss fans, heard some reaction from Ole Miss fans that are uh, really negative. And understandably so. Things since that Egg Bowl win have not gone particularly well for Ole Miss. But is all of that justified? Is the anger justified? We'll talk about that and more right here on the podcast. My name is Michael Borky again, and I'm very glad to see you guys. Uh, so DJ Durkin off to Texas A&M. That makes the third Ole Miss staff member to leave the second on-field staff member, obviously Jeff Lebby, off to Oklahoma. DJ Durkin now reportedly, not official yet, reportedly off to Texas A&M. You've also got Wilson Love, who took the Oregon job. He has already been replaced, as has Jeff Lebby, uh, mind you. And there's also been some internal staff getting replaced as well. So you had the general manager, uh, Matt Lindsay, uh, but that... That appears to be more of a processing as opposed to a guy taking a job elsewhere. He's actually getting out of coaching. He took a private sector job, uh, as I understand it. But either way, that was a situation where, uh, as I understand it, that was a situation where it was encouraged to to change as opposed to him leaving uh, to pursue a better opportunity. That was a processing, if you will. But either way, some fans are freaking out. Let's first focus on DJ Durkin, though. Let's start with, with the news of the day. Durkin apparently taking the Texas A&M job. Uh, it, it is a big loss. There's no doubt. He did an exceptional job with the Ole Miss defense this year. That unit got better, got a lot better. And by the end of the year, they were just good. They were just a good defense. Not a great one, not the best one, but had some personnel limitations that uh, really kept them from you know, being one of the best in the sport. However, they became, by the end of the year, pretty damn quality side of the ball. I mean, they kept Baylor in check. Uh, the air raid uh, didn't really raid much air in the Egg Bowl. Uh, they played well down the stretch. The last six or seven games or so for Ole Miss defensively was really good. Good enough to win a bunch of games and go to the Sugar Bowl and do all that. That's a lot of credit to DJ Durkin in that defense. He did a great job at Ole Miss, and that is going to be somebody that they will miss. That is a He's a good coach. Uh, did a really good job at Ole Miss, and losing him, there's no spinning it, losing him is a big loss. But something that has kind of bugged me, uh, I've seen from some fans and and heard from some fans and stuff, something that has bugged me about all of this freakout. And it's not totally fair to, to say that the entire fan base is freaking out. It's probably a vocal minority, and that's usually how these things go. But people keep saying to me that it's a bad sign 
because these guys are all taking lateral moves. That's the word I keep hearing, lateral move. It's a lateral move for Wilson Love to take the strength and conditioning coach job at Oregon. It's a lateral move for Jeff Levy to go to Oklahoma. It's a lateral move for DJ Durkin to go to Texas A&M. Um, let's just tell the truth here, guys. Th this is the truth. Some people don't like hearing it like this, but this is the truth. Those are not lateral moves. None of them. If you know me by now, you know I think Ole Miss is a better program than nationally people give it credit for. I think you can win at Ole Miss. I think the administration is committed to winning. I mean, you saw it with the renderings for the facility project. They look really nice. And no, the stadium will not be completely the same on all four sides, but not every stadium is completely the same on all four sides. Uh, look at Ohio State. They've got four different sides. None of them look the same. So that's not important. It's it's It has to look like it was fit in the same vision, and those two sides will look like that. They have a master plan for the other. It's a really nice addition for the budget that they have. It looks really good. They're renovating the Manning Center. Uh, they're paying Lane Kiffin a, a boatload of money. Um, they are committed to football. Now, there are some limitations that will always keep Ole Miss uh, down away from the likes of like LSU. Uh, state population, money, sharing a state that while it produces a high level of talent per capita, that's the problem, it's per capita. Uh, the volume of great players in this state isn't really high, and you've got two SEC teams. There are some limitations that will keep Ole Miss from being like one of the best programs in America, but I do think it's a better program than people give it credit for. I do, and I will fight that to the death. I think you can win at Ole Miss, and we've seen it before. Uh, if Matt Corral doesn't get hurt in the Auburn game and they win that game, they had an argument for the playoff. They would have. They would have had an argument for it. So it can be done. It, it takes more. It, it takes more of a perfect storm to get there, but it can be done. You can win at Ole Miss. You guys know that because uh, it's true, and I believe that. I really believe that. But Ole Miss is not. Texas A&M. DJ Durkin going to Texas A&M is not a lateral move. No, I, I can't believe people are even using that word. I like to make fun of Texas A&M. I do it all the time. It's soft. My God, the biggest overachiever or underachievers in college sports. I think leadership there is a joke. The, the, the culture is weird, and they always underachieve. However, Texas A&M, the defensive coordinator at Texas A&M, is a better job right now than the defensive coordinator at Ole Miss. I'm sorry that that bothers some people, but guys, that is objectively true. Texas A&M has more money, more resources, currently better players, and the ability to recruit better players than Ole Miss. That's just the truth. I, it's just the truth. Why would DJ Durkin leave for a lateral move? It's not. I'll use an example. So, so I'm in talk radio. I'm in talk radio in Mississippi. I really enjoy what I do. If... I was offered my exact position, my exact position at WFAN in New York City. My exact position, but at the fan in New York. That's a better job. It's the same position, the same title, same responsibilities, but WFAN in New York would be a better job, opportunity, more money, more people than in the state of Mississippi. And that's just how it is. That's reality. 
just because DJ Durkin's still going to have defensive coordinator next to his name does not mean the job he took is not a better one. Texas A&M just secured the greatest recruiting class in 24-7 sports history with another five-star they got committed. They are all in on NIL. They have, I mean, just incredible fan support and money and resources. The roster defensively is currently better than the one in Oxford. That's objectively true. They are recruiting better than Ole Miss. That is objectively true. And they can continue to recruit better than Ole Miss. That is objectively true. And they have financial resources to pay him more than Ole Miss can. Also objectively true. It is not a lateral move. The people screaming about lateral move. I, I'm, I don't know what you're talking about. It sucks losing Durkin. It sucks realizing that Texas A&M is a better job than yours, even though you do beat them regularly since they've joined the SEC. It doesn't matter, though. It's not a lateral move. It's not. The strength and conditioning coach at Oregon is not a lateral move to the strength and conditioning coach at Ole Miss. Have you seen what Wilson Love is going to have to work with at Oregon? Yeah, but Oregon's in the Pac-12. Oregon's one of the few programs not in the SEC that has a shocking amount of money and resources and facilities. Yeah, Ole Miss is doing a $40 million renovation to the Manning Center. Even when that is done some period of time away, it still won't be what Oregon has. The Oregon strength and conditioning coach job is probably the best in America in terms of what you have to work with, your resources there. And Lane Kiffin went and replaced Wilson Love with Nick Savage, a world-class strength and conditioning coach who was excellent at Mississippi State. And you had Florida players begging, begging Billy Napier to keep him, including Kyle Pitts, who's in the NFL, has no stake in the game. You need to keep Savage on staff. Look at what Savage has done and tell me that that's not an excellent hire in replacing of, of Wilson Love. And then Jeff Lebby leaves for Oklahoma. And you guys have heard me talk about it before. You you can argue with me, but I, I'm sorry. This is the offensive coordinator at Oklahoma under Brent Venables is a better job than offensive coordinator at Ole Miss under Lane Kiffin. It is a better job. He will actually have full autonomy of the offense at his alma mater, where he used to, where he got his coaching career started, where he got his life started, where he went to college is Oklahoma. And I've also heard people say recently that, oh, well, Levy had, he was the play caller at Ole Miss. He had autonomy here. Nope. I just, I've asked this question a lot lately for, I can't remember where I've asked it. So forgive me if I'm being repetitive here. If Jeff Lebby had full autonomy of the offense at Ole Miss, why on every Ole Miss offensive possession was Lane Kiffin looking at a play sheet and talking into his headset? If he wasn't involved in the play calling and the scheme and the game plan and all that in the offense for Ole Miss this year, who the hell was he talking to and what was in his hand? If it wasn't a play sheet and he wasn't dictating offense, what was he doing while Ole Miss was on offense, holding a play sheet, talking into a headset? Jeff Lebby got an upgrade in job. And by the way, the last time Lane Kiffin, and I know people are freaking out about Charlie Weiss Jr., the last time Lane Kiffin and Charlie Weiss Jr. 
worked together as a head coach and an offensive coordinator. They had a top 15 scoring offense in college football at FAU. Some of the freak out, it's, it's crazy to me. What some of this freak out, you're going to lose staff members. If you have historical seasons, you're going to lose staff members. It's going to happen. It's going to happen. You're going to lose staff members. Where I would be concerned if I were you is, is hoping that he replaces the good staff members with good staff members. That's where the question is. Not that you're losing them, especially it, it, it's probably humbling for some Ole Miss fans, probably humbling for Lane Kiffin. A lot of what's happened since the Egg Bowl should be humbling for Lane Kiffin. We'll get to that in a second. But it's tough to to look at an interdivision opponent and realize that they they have a better job than you. That sucks. Losing your offensive coordinator, it it sucks. But Dabo lost his this year. Not to the same position, but still he lost his. He lost his defensive coordinator. Nick Saban does it damn near every single year. What we're going to learn about Kiffin this offseason is whether he's just a brilliant offensive mind or he is somebody that can sustain a program success. Is it good that you're losing these people? I'm not saying that it's good that this is happening. I'm not saying you shouldn't be worried that they don't replace good with good and you shouldn't be worried that the program will continue on the trajectory that it's on. But... This was always going to happen. Did you think you were keeping Jeff Lebby forever? You weren't keeping Jeff Lebby forever. You shouldn't have thought that. Did you think you were keeping DJ Durkin forever? Probably shouldn't have thought that either. The mark of a great college football coach is how he replaces staff. This is a huge test for Lane Kiffin. It's a pivotal offseason for him, no doubt about it. Replacing your OC and your DC is not an easy task. Look at what happened with Ed Orgeron. He failed and he got fired. But for those of you that are freaking out about, oh, what does this mean for the program? People don't want to coach with Lane Kiffin. Oh, this is terrible. Oh, we're going to be bad. And all the, oh, just the meltdown that I've seen from some. That's not rooted in reality. Oh, they're taking lateral moves. No, they're no, they're not. It sucks to hear that maybe, but they're not taking lateral moves. They've all taken better jobs. Keith Carter's doing everything he can to make your job better, and he's doing a really good job. But it's not there yet. It's not there yet, and that's okay. The Savage hire, I think, is excellent. Wilson Love was really good at what he does. He will still continue to be really good at what he does. He's great at what he does. So is Nick Savage. That That's a good start. The last time Kiffin and Weiss Jr. worked together, Top 15 offense in college football. And by the way, replacements for Durkin, I think for continuity purposes, promoting Chris Partridge from co-DC to, to the main guy, I think is is logical. I think it makes sense. He's a good recruiter. He's got some coaching chops. He's coached under really good people. Hadn't called a defense before, so that, or at least as far as we know, hadn't been the main guy, at least at, at this level. So that's something to keep in mind, no doubt. Um, and something, you know, to be concerned about. But uh, people speak really highly of him, his recruiting chops, uh, his defensive mind, and I think that'll help a lot with some some continuity uh, for Ole Miss is, is promoting him. That's something that I would keep an eye on. I think that would be a good decision, a good move there, and we'll see how he replaces staff. But 
again, it's not good. But one thing that Lane Kiffin has proven to you, for whatever it's worth, one thing he has proven to you is that he can hire well. He has so far. It's a little bit different. This is the first time he's replacing OCDC. But he has proven, proven that he can hire and hire well. So before you have an absolute meltdown, like some of you are, not all of you, but some of you are, relax and realize that this is going to happen when you have historic seasons. You're going to lose coaches. Understand, as frustrating as it is, that this is not a lateral move. And also, finally, understand that Lane Kiffin is pretty darn good at replacing staff members. Until you have reason to believe otherwise, relax. It'll be, it may or may not be all right, but there's, you know, there's nothing you can do about this. This was inevitable. It's now about what Lane can do now that it's happened. Podcast is brought to you by Advantage Business Systems. ABSMS.com is the website if you're in the market for office technology. Any kind of office technology, Advantage Business Systems. ABSMS.com is their website. Advantage Business Systems can service you. They service the entire state of Mississippi. So wherever you are in this state, if you're in the market for office technology, they have a solution for you and they can service you. So absms.com is the website. Tell them I sent you. You'll get a complimentary office technology assessment. And they'll fit. You tell them what you need. And they'll fit what you need into your budget. absms.com. Also, LB's just across from Kroger on University Avenue. It's the best place in Mississippi to get your meat. Stop by and see Greg and tell them that I sent you. And you can get one of their daily lunch specials. Those are Monday through Friday. But they're open seven days a week. I know that there's some snowy weather expected in Oxford tomorrow. So cook some chili inside or maybe do a gumbo if you're feeling up for it. Or I saw a recipe for a pasta laya earlier that I really, really want to cook. Uh, but if you're going to do that, you got to do that with meat. And the best place in Mississippi to get it is LB's just across from Kroger on University Avenue. I will say, though, despite the fact that I don't understand some of the freak out, I think this was expected, and also I think this is the reality of Ole Miss's situation. It's a good job. It's a great job, but it's not the best, and there are jobs that are better, and people are going to come poach your coaches when you have seasons like the one they had. That's just reality. It has not gone well, though, for Lane Kiffin. Excuse me, since that Egg Bowl win. Has not gone well for Lane Kiffin since that Egg Bowl win. He's entering a very pivotal point in his coaching career. You would think, and I don't know him personally, I don't know much about how he thinks, but you would think this offseason's been a bit of a wake-up call for him. It should be, anyway, because some of the best jobs in college football came open, LSU specifically. Florida also, I think it's a tier below LSU, but still top 15 job in college football, and that's probably being conservative. Southern Cal came open. Oklahoma came open. There's no doubt that he was interested in those jobs. And you shouldn't fault him for that either because 
better jobs than the ones you have come open, and are you not interested in them? That's just a fact of, of life. When better opportunities come open, you're interested in them. And, and he was this offseason. The wake-up call should have been the fact that nobody was interested in him. I think that's pretty clear. Maybe Miami, if they got said no by Crystal Ball, but LSU wasn't interested. That should be humbling. We'll see if it actually is. Uh, recruiting didn't go as well as it could have. That should be humbling, and maybe you can just blame that on NIL. I don't think that's the case. And now this with coaching staff. I think a lot of it can be put on the kind of season you had paired with the kind of jobs that they were offered. But we're entering a pretty pivotal point with uh, with Lane Kiffin and, and, and Ole Miss. He got his big payday. He showed that he can win, but he got humbled, or he should have gotten humbled during coaching carousel season because these elite jobs didn't want him. Well, why did they not want him? Because they're not sure he can sustain. And some of his, his antics, these bigger programs don't like anyway. So he's got to prove that. He's got to prove it. And until he does, LSU and the job like LSU is not going to call him. So this is one of, if not the most important stretch of his career. If it'll, it'll be a legacy-defining thing for Lane Kiffin. Can you sustain? We know you can coach, but can you build and sustain? We're about to find out, but these last few weeks should have been pretty humbling for him. He's not as desirable as he thought he was, or at least that's the perception. Um, you can't just sleepwalk in recruiting, and you can't just sleepwalk in the portal, and maybe you know show that you care about the program you coach at a little bit. Just a little bit, even if you really don't. Just show it a, a little bit. And maybe those NIL funds will start picking up steam. But anyway, it's a pivotal time for him. He's got to prove it because all, all he's been in his career is a flash in the pan. We're about to find out if he's a sustainer. Big, big offseason for Kiffin. Hey, I, I, the two hires he's made so far I like, especially Savage. I think that's a great one. And we'll see how this thing builds. We will see. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. Uh, I'll stay on top of whatever I can for as much as I can. Don't forget to check out the live stream in the morning where I talk about Mississippi sports, Ole Miss State, otherwise outside stuff every day on my YouTube channel. Just search my name, Michael Borky. So I got to search and subscribe to the YouTube channel and check me out in the mornings. But if this is all you consume, thank you for doing it. And I'll talk to you guys again next time. A Super Talk Mississippi media production.